guys are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on February 17th, Friday, February 17th. I forgot to say the day. Uh, start of the All-Star break. Celtics just wrapped up a uh, game against the Pistons the other night. They got a win, almost got a win against the Milwaukee Bucks uh, with the reserve team. We talked about it a little bit on the pregame show. So if you watch the pregame show, which you should, uh, 30 minutes before every Celtics game, that's what I'm saying. 30 minutes for every Celtics game on the YouTube channel, on the Facebook, on Heavy on Celtics Facebook. Come check it out. We talked about it there. We'll touch on it briefly here, but uh, most of our thoughts were on the pregame show, and Sam and I got into an argument, so it'd be tough to recreate said argument. Uh, How are you again, doing? Have you cooled off? What, what have you been doing the last couple days? I don't think we talked yesterday, which is rare. Yeah. Uh, chilling. What did I do yesterday? I played a lot of video games yesterday. I've been playing, uh, I don't know if you're a Harry Potter guy, Hogwarts Legacy video game came out. Very good. I'm a big fan. It's been, been all the rave. I have not seen... Well, I know I haven't seen all the movies, mm-hmm. but I had the movies I have seen. I haven't seen in a very long time, mm-hmm. and I've thought about going books? back and watching them. He didn't and read the like, books. I read like some of the books when I was young. Okay, okay, uh, dude, I could not tell you the last time I read a book. <laughs> well, I mean, I read the books when I was in fifth grade, so it's not like I read them recently. Yeah. But like I read them in fifth grade. Actually, the thing I don't, I don't even re- think I was reading books in college. Like I was just looking <laughs> up the the, the plot. Well, the funny story is pregame legend uh, Tom Simone, my dad. Uh, when I was in fifth grade, my dad didn't like reading either, but I was like, dad, you have to read these books. They're super like they're great. And I was on like the first one. I just really liked it. And it was like September at the time. And he goes, all right, if you finish all seven books within the span of a year, then I will read them all. And keep in mind, I'm in, I'm in fifth grade at this point. So like a year is a reason why he, he's they're not trying books. to read them. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, but however, it was September. So he was giving me till the oh. next September. I finished them by the end of the calendar year by December. Oh I read all seven books and then he read them. He loved them. So he was hyped. We watched all the movies. It was, it was great. We saw uh, Harry Potter got, uh, brought an exhibit to Boston, uh, Boston Children's Museum, Boston Science nice. Museum. Uh, I went to it twice. It was great. Big Harry Potter guy. Uh, I haven't like reread the books or rewatched the movies, but I've just enjoyed it. And now this video game came out. You get to be a wizard. It takes place a hundred years before the Harry Potter storyline. So you're at Hogwarts. You're chilling. You get to go on a quest, like all, all these different missions and stuff. It, it's very hype. You get to ride on a broom, ride around the place. It is very hype. I, I am thoroughly enjoying. It. I think I've logged ten hours in the game already. Have uh, I told you about good. when uh, the Spider-Man game came out in 2018? Uh, no, I don't think so. So I, as loyal listeners of the show understand, of I am course. a massive Spider-Man fan. I keep my collection right here so <laughs> I can grab it every time. Uh, but a huge Spider-Man fan always have been. And that game on the PS4 had been in the works for a while. Like you were seeing clips of it for years. I heard it was really Three, good. It is excellent. It's great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Now, I had been waiting for this game to come out for years. Comes out, believe it was like it was a Thursday, came out at midnight, so it was available <laughs> on Friday. I was in college, so I uh-huh. took Friday off. Actually, I might not have class Friday. I don't know. Did you have class on Fridays in school when you were uh, in college? Not, not after like freshman year. I yeah, a lot of times you didn't have class. So I, so I don't remember if I skipped. I probably wouldn't have skipped. Maybe I did. I don't know. But anyways. Midnight comes, play the game for an hour and a half, call it a day, wake up at seven, play the game till one in the morning, and I finish it. So I completely understand the game comes out. All you want to do is play it. Of course. And you just run right through it. So when the second game comes out, I'm sure I'll do something very similar. But yesterday was a friend of mine's birthday. We all went out to dinner. Now we were trying to figure out where to go to dinner. And I am always a big fan of this place called Brass Monkey. Now, yesterday, I did not suggest the restaurant. I didn't suggest it. He came up with a list, and it was on there, and that's the one he picked because I always talk about it. Now, you have to understand, when you go out to eat with my friends, there's a lot of pressure when when you are the one that recommends something Mm. because there is a very great window for them to shit on you if they can, and they love Uh, to do it. So we get there. Service isn't great. I love the chicken sandwich there. So they get the chicken sandwich. Of course, the chicken sandwich is not going to live up to the to to what I say the chicken sandwich is. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. Brutal. So I'm just getting crap the whole time. And at the end, the service (laughs) is slow again. Cards on the table waiting to be paid. 
and I lost it. I lost it on one of my friends. I was like, oh no. Because they just keep saying, like, it's taking a while. It's taking a while. It's taking a while. We're in the booth in a corner. I am yeah. in the corner, so I cannot get up. Uh-huh. I said, you bring the thing up then. Bring it up. <laughs> get up and bring it to the wait staff. I'm sick of hearing about this. Get up. You're on the outside if it's that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I was pissed. And I never get pissed <laughs> like that. Like, I, I have energy <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. show, and I'll get mad or whatever. But really, like, I'm a pretty agreeable guy. I try not to get upset at people when I was younger. I really would when I was, like, a kid. I was a shithead. But, like, now, <laughs> now I'm, like, really good about it. Like, I don't get mad very often. But, mm-hmm. oh, I was pissed. Like, I get pissed That's at awesome. my own I- internally, but I very rarely will express that I'm pissed. Yeah, I don't get mad too much either. But when I do, when I do get mad, it's really bad. Like, it, it's loud and it is, it is, like, in your face. Um but yeah, no, I, my, my thing is I was, I was going to get dinner the other night. Uh, this is like along the lines of like food service stories and like people, you know, acting, acting out or whatever you want to say. I was, I picked up dinner from a local place called Giorgio's very good. Uh, and right next to Giorgio's is white's bakery. <clears throat> and so every, every time we get Giorgio's on Thursday nights, uh, someone will stop in and get like some cookies, some like pastries and stuff for afterwards. It, it's cool. Um, my stepdad is sick. I uh, got COVID. I beat the allegations. We t- we talked about this on yes. the pregame show. No COVID for me. Um, but I, I went to pick up food. So I got Giorgio's and I went into White's. I'm ordering what I want. I'm saying, okay, I'll take a couple of these, a couple of these, blah, blah, blah. I'll get these. And by the time I had ordered. So <clears throat> the way it's laid out is there's like there's like a ga- glass case with like pastries you pick from and they'll box it up for you. But there's also like stuff you can just grab, like boxes of cookies, separate like prepackaged that you can pick up and go to the counter. And so I'm ordering and another woman has gotten like prepackaged stuff and is just waiting at the register ahead of me. Right. And so she, I, I don't know if she like, you want to say she technically skipped the line. I don't know if you want to say that she has the right to do that, but she had grabbed prepackaged stuff and kind of just like gone ahead of me. It was waiting at, the, oh, at one of the cash. You can't be doing right? that. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. And so I finish a uh, very nice uh, lady helping me behind the counter. She comes over. She rings me up at the register next to the one the lady is waiting. The, the other woman is already waiting at. Uh, whatever. The, the woman just kept looking at the worker, right? And there, there's like three of them working. One of them's doing inventory. One of them is packaging up stuff on the other side of the restaurant. And the other one is like helping the customers. Uh, and so she finishes helping me, whatever. I say, thank you. I leave. And on my way out, I hear the lady goes, so are you the only one working here? I wanted to turn around oh. and just scream at the woman. Like how, how rude can you be to a, just skip ahead of other people waiting to get boxed up and b then question the worker who's clearly scrambling to keep up as her coworkers are doing other things. Like I, I'll never understand it. And I feel like it's definitely a generational thing. Like maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like our generation, like we get crapped on, <clears throat> excuse me, somewhat often for being, you know, awkward or, or timid or, or not very socially inept like we, we had the episode with uh the rated yeah. jays where they they made fun of you for being socially yeah, awkward however <laughs> i will also say that social awkwardness i feel like makes us kinder in situations where it's necessary like the generation above us i feel like is just extremely rude and, and disrespectful to ser- uh, service workers like restaurants and stuff but like i, I don't know like and she the lady at the counter didn't technically do anything wrong it just kind of like it rubbed me the wrong way, right? Like, don't question the, the nice worker working at the restaurant. Just just be nice. Just wait in line. Wait your time. An extra 10 minutes isn't going to kill you. And then go on with your day. It, it, I don't know. That, that's my rant. Also, doubling back to you, you were talking about um, <clears throat> excuse me, school schedules. I wanted to talk about the absolutely goaded school schedule I had my sophomore year of college. So I was a nursing major. Longtime listeners of the show know. Um, and so my my sophomore year excuse me i had classes for nursing only once a week right and so the nursing classes were just tuesdays and so me being the genius that i am i scheduled all of my other classes for tuesdays and then we had clinicals on wednesdays or uh something like that and so i would have thursday friday saturday sunday monday nothing no class i would have five it, it, it was phenomenal. And those two days, those Tuesday, Wednesdays, brutal. But when I had five days of nothingness, when I tell you that that was just, it was peak, it was absolutely phenomenal. However, I will say 
nursing clinical some of the worst times of my life absolutely hated it it was the yeah, worst those are long days <laughs> yeah i couldn't do it i could i couldn't do it I, I worked in a nursing home all the patients were very nice everybody was very kind I, it just wasn't for me i will say actually i mean this is jack's story time now <clears throat> so i walk in they gave me the job i finished like my regular work so they're like okay can you go up and down the hall and take blood pressure and stuff and i was like okay yeah sure i can do that and i went into this room and it it, it was like blocked off with like pp and stuff like don't enter etc cetera, etc cetera. and they said no you're fine you can go in i'm like what am I about to see in here? I walk in. It is just an an elderly gentleman playing video games. He 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 has a PS one set up. Nice. And he and he's ripping. It was something along the lines of like sniper shootout. Like like that was the title of the game. Like a generic. <clears throat> he's walking into a wall. Has no idea what he's doing. But he's chill. And I go, oh, you like gaming? He walks up to his dresser, opens up one of the he's just well, walking into a wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he had no he had no idea what he's doing. But I am like, you like video games, huh? And he opens up one of the drawers of his dresser where like everyone keeps their clothes. It is full of video games. Like it, it is it is only video games and it, it was phenomenal. He didn't say a word to me. He, he didn't say a single word. He was just chilling. I took his blood pressure. He, well, he didn't want to waste uh, his breath when he he could just he could <laughs> you know take yours away by showing you his collection <laughs> that's what i'm saying he said no, no words needed look at look at this bad boy it was awesome it was awesome that's the best story i had also there was actually there's another story uh quick one there was this lady who like she had to go I, I, walks quote unquote she was in a wheelchair but like nurses would like walk with her up and down the hall just to get her out of her room etc etc and apparently she didn't like people and so she had a history of like biting or, or like screaming or something uh she only liked me out of all of my classmates, all the clinical people, she only liked me. Uh, so me and her, she held my hand and we walked up and down the hall and until it was time for her to go back. And uh, if anybody else tried to do it, screams. She liked me. I, th- I am 90% sure she thought I was her grandson, but that is okay. Back, back in my prime when I was working <laughs> the nursing home, yeah, one, one of many of the ladies would try and uh, come on to me. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, those of you who've never been in a nursing home or or may maybe in the younger generation, you don't know what words like like parking mean. Uh parking is how old people tell you they would like to make out. That was something I learned uh as a worker in the nursing home. All things like that. Every once in a while I would get that. Listen, I I was still I I wasn't I wasn't in my peak peak fitness yet. I wasn't I wasn't looking the way I was looking at. I was still getting that. Amazing. But, and then another past job. This is a fantastic story. Then we can get into the Celtics. So apparently yes, yes. today, have you seen The Office? I know you of have. Of course. Yes, Of you course. Have. My girlfriend and I love The Office. Now, she loves it more than I do. But now, yes. you know when Michael hosts the Dundies at Chili's? Of course. Of course. Iconic. So it has come not just to my attention, but many many of the ghosts of uh, News Station Past have been sure. informed that Today, they had their own makeshift version of the Dundies. No, nah. it was it was unironic. It wasn't meant to be funny. Like today, today, as we're yeah, this. like like they're giving <laughs> out like awards at the at the station. Wow, because morale is so bad. Wow. Now, I typically do not like to to speak on the the past workplace, of course. But this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. <laughs> Now, my two of my very good friends uh, still work there. I have other good yes. friends that are very much in the loop sure, as well. Sure. So I've heard from many sources about about the awards that are named after the building that the the place is in, where Amazing. I had uh, coworkers that that cannot stand going into, but they named the awards after the building, which is just the best. But apparently, they they gave them out to the best person in every department. And uh, the kid that got the news one apparently like wanted a promotion. They said no, so you can have this trophy oh instead. God. Oh, and that's then they such gave a slap him in a, the face. A, a twenty-five dollar gift card to Cumberland Farms. Oh, to Cumberland Farms. It's not even like Starbucks or Dunkin'. They gave a gift card to Cumberland. <laughs> said, "Go get your gas." Well, just think of how many coffees you can get. <sighs> you get a good twenty-five dollars to Starbucks. You're, you're oh. using that up in three goes. You go yeah, to Cumberland getting... Farms. That's twenty-five different coffees you can get. If anything, I they're guess. putting some real thought into that. Jeez, man! As uh, as as the morale could never be higher. That's amazing. Love the Dundies. You gotta love the Dundies. Phenomenal. Never, never thought I would hear anything of it uh, in real life, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. I I missed (laughs) out on it by a couple months. I could have won. It's iconic. 
that's iconic. All right. Uh, let's get into the Celtics. We've spent enough of your time talking about, excuse me, college and, and the Dundies. And the I, I don't even remember Dundies. what we started. With. Yeah. Uh, well, it's messed up. They didn't even do it at Chili's. Like they all just went into work. <laughs> Like at least you go to you go to a chili's oh, you get a little bit extra. Yeah, they, no, 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 no. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't go anywhere. <laughs> they said everybody show up to work, and, and here we go. That's tough. That's tough. Did they know it was happening when they went to work, or were they surprised? Uh, I believe they sent an email yesterday, and and I got to tell you, the staff could not have been more excited. What if you just like say, "Hey, Dundee's time." They're getting to work. They're like, "What are we doing? What is happening today?" Oh, that that was the the reaction when the email dropped. Wow. None, none too happy. The employees. I don't blame them, but that is phenomenal. Uh, anyways, Celtics. Uh, we have not talked since the Bucks game, I believe. So we have Bucks and Pistons to cover. We can roll through those pretty quickly because uh, I don't think there's too much to talk about. The Bucks game, I know Sam was very angry that they did not win because they showed that they could. My counterpoint was they didn't have a closer. You know, you can play well for X amount of the game. And when you're at full strength, you should be able to play great for the entire game. And I, I agree with you in the sense that like, if you're in that point point, they showed they can win, they could have one. So like, you know, get the job done. But at the same time, like you're short staffed that much. You're playing all these minutes. Uh, Mike Muscala logged uh, career high minutes. Grant Williams logged career high minutes. Like everyone's playing a ton. You don't have a go-to closer. Grant Williams obviously turned it over at the end after having a pretty good game. Um, it, it was just a mess because everyone was tired and you didn't really have anybody to go to. So I don't blame them too much. If anything, I'm just happy that they, you know, put up the fight and showed that they're this deep of a team, but I know you were angry. <laughs> well, that's the best part, isn't it? That Mike Muscala needed the day off the day after. He right. Played much. <laughs> he played like 44 minutes. He's like, all right, I'm taking it. I'm, I'm a little tuckered out. I'm going to, I'm going to take this one off. Then he rocked the elite jean jacket at the, the Pistons game too. He was I know in, in the platform shoes. He's seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> like you oh, know man. i'm surprised they even make platform shoes for feet that <laughs> yeah like how many how many do you think they sell like two pairs a year you, uh, well like, you probably who, had them custom who's ordering made. that you probably had them custom you know get, get a custom fit in there for them but uh i know you weren't too happy after the box no game. i was not i was none too happy i'm not a fan <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah. when when they tease you like that I said on the pregame, we got into a nice argument, which you don't get very much of. So if you want to no. see it, go back and enjoy watch it. it. <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. It is the the Pistons pregame show, right? The Pistons for, for pregame, which did yes. well. But the pregame's lately been doing it, well. Everything it we've been shout doing, out doing relatively well. Every, ever since we started regulars. talking for 10 minutes at the beginning of shows. Can you believe <laughs> yeah, people, it? People like to hear us talk shit, apparently. <laughs> um, but back to back to that Bucks game. Yeah. I mean, it's like. When, when I was a kid, my dad would, or my parents would say, like, they'd get mad at me if I got, like, B's or B plus, whatever. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it's like if you were a C student, we'd be happy you're getting C's. Exactly. We know you can get an A, so get an A. And that's how I feel about the Celtics. Now, listen, I understand they had the fellas out there playing in, in five, <laughs> five serve at the, at the forum. But yes. the fellas said, hey, we can play. So mm-hmm. so go out there and finish it. You're up 14. Now there's plenty of time left when they were up 14. That I have less of a problem with. You expected Milwaukee to get back in the game. But even after the Celtics gave up that lead, they built a lead back up in regulation. And then they also went up five in overtime and they failed to close both those times. I'm not asking you to go toe-to-toe with Giannis. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you if you have a little bit of a cushion, maintain it. You mm-hmm. manage the game. Don't panic. They took Derek White out of the game in overtime after he really was taken over. He was yeah. into the basket. He made some threes. Like he played really great. And then once he was taken out of the game, they didn't know what to do. See, that's I, that's I, not a good look for the fellas. It's not. No, I, I just think none of them are used to being in that spot. Like no, no they, really they don't initiate. It it's true. Mm-hmm. Grant Williams and, is not isoing. He's not. Grant Williams, by not. the way, who all he had to do was shoot the ball, and he would have been fine. He but he needs he, to be better. He elected that. not to shoot it and said, yeah. "Let me dribble. Yep, Let me yep. cook." He, he needs to be better at that sort of decision-making. And I, I think we're seeing, like, like last year, everyone was talking about, all oh, this dude does is shoot. All he does is stand in the corner. No one, like, he needs to do more. Who cares? This year, he was no, fired. No, no, no. He was I, fired I, standing in the corner. I'm explaining. I'm <laughs> explaining. Like, some people were like, oh, this is all he does. And if this is all he does, and it's fine. Then he adds more to his game. And now people are like, just go back and shoot. And I, I think he's just working to find a balance. And he took last year to he work on shooting this year's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so he's trying to show it off. But, uh, sure uh but um 
also, you, you say all this, all the, you know, I'm not asking you to stop Giannis. You know, it's even more impressive that you're asking them to stop Mr. Drew Holiday. You decided to turn into Steph yeah, Curry really. for the night. That was irritating. <laughs> I hate that. Great game from Drew. Yeah. Even though he's an all-star, like, it felt <laughs> tough, like they tough. were getting killed by, like, Ish Smith. It was his most threes of the season. Yeah, you, know, you by, bet. By a That's how it goes. By the way, you want to speak about nonsense. Uh, <laughs> how about Paulo Caro, who's made 3% of his threes <laughs> all month? Now, let's... Yeah. Let's pull it up. I'm not going to do it because I use I'll my other it. monitor for lighting. Let, what, let's what see his three-point percentage against the Celtics. I would just like to know. Oh, yes. Let me go on to stat news. <laughs> because see. those of you that did not see, there was a stat going around Twitter that I believe in the month of February, he has made 3% of his three-point attempts. This is a guy that made f- at least five threes in one of these <laughs> games against the Celtics. What does he shoot? 60%? Oh. He averages, More? I'll tell you the points first. He averages 24 points, five rebounds, three assists. He shoots 40.9% from the field and 56% from there three. There you go. There it is. <laughs> and he said, I'm wow. going to use all of them against the Celtics because against everyone else, I have nothing to offer from beyond the arc. Yeah, that's that's kind of incredible. Uh, he it's is averaging. And, and start hating a player. Oh, God, I got to see. I'm trying to find, like, what he's shooting from three. Uh, I mean, on the season, on the I can season, tell you it's like 27, I believe. Maybe less. Let me, let me take a look <clears throat> on the season. Paolo Bencaro is shooting 28.1% from the field. Uh, I know the stats you're talking about, though. He's you shooting like 3%, three. Not, not from, from three. three. Sorry, sorry, okay. sorry. From three. Yes. I yes, was yes. like, this guy's rookie of the year. Is he just taking <laughs> no, every no. shot? That, that'd be some Anthony Bennett numbers. No, but uh, he has made uh, three plus threes in seven games this season. And three of them have been against the Celtics. You bet. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. So very tough. He made six threes against the Celtics in December. He made three against the Celtics in December again. He made three against the Celtics in January. And then one below, he made two against the Celtics in October. Well, of um, course, that's the one that Celtics won. Yeah. And he's only made two, two or more threes in 17 games. And four of them are the Celtics. So. There you go. <laughs> That's the way it goes. It's it's amazing. There you go. And then three of his top seven three point percentage games have been against the Celtics as well. Uh, so look at him, uh, Celtics killer in the making, Paolo Bancara. But um, anyways, running it back to to the Bucks game, it was tough. It, it is what it is. You know, you'd like to win that game, but it was it was. I thought it was a good performance, anyways, from the Celtics, just showing that they were able to compete. Um, then you fast forward to the Pistons game. Tatum comes back. Horford comes back. Marcus Smart returns, which I didn't expect. That I thought was a they'd big keep him out to the break. <clears throat> yep. And he played phenomenal. He put up like, which was I think, the bigger surprise to me. <laughs> and I'll tell you why after you're done. He put up nine points, uh, seven rebounds, six assists, six deals. And I assume what you're about to say is you were expecting him to take hella shots because Jalen Brown was out. Yeah. I thought, I thought he'd have to be more of an <laughs> yeah. offensive focal point for them. And he didn't really have to do that. Well, it's Brogdon. Thanks to Derek White and Brogdon, and Brogdon who that's why they brought him in. We're just cooking. It's great. Yeah. Bro- having <laughs> um, those guys is such a great thing. It makes Marcus Smart better, even though it might make you feel like you don't need Marcus Smart at times. Like watching Derek White put up 27 and 12, you might have that thought and also play great defense. You might have that thought. But then he comes back and you realize he gives you so much more. The team against the Pistons, of course, it is the Pistons, but they looked so much more well organized. They looked calmer. Yeah. Marcus Smart was making great passes, leading guys to easy shots inside. It was a really great sight to see him back on the floor. He plays such great basketball. He had a ton of different stats. Nine, seven, six, and six, I believe he put up. It was a crazy game for Marcus. Yeah. He, he ton of the ton of steals was fun to watch. Like he he is a great up. player to watch. He was hyped up. Shout out Marcus. He played great. Uh Tatum looked good. Brogdon looked good. Blake Griffin was diving on the floor per usual. That was awesome to see. Blake yeah, Griffin loves Blake. I love Blake. And <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. When the Celtics signed Blake, I was a bit skeptical. He is just vibes. He he is the ultimate vibes guy. I, I just love when he does anything and he just he's smiling. He he's right? like he knows. He, he knows. knows. He's like, I shouldn't be doing this. It's awesome. And whoever's watching that other team is furious. Well, it's because like you, you talk, we're talking about three point percentage today. Blake Griffin is shooting like 
stupidly well from three. He's shooting 40% from three this On the season. season. Yes. Yeah, on the season. Uh, on the season. And it's Isn't not that like funny? Not... Like, imagine being a Sixers fan, and you definitely get up for that Celtics game. Like, you're excited. Yeah. Nobody's playing for him. We're finally going to beat this team. And then Blake Griffin just sinks five threes again, shooting you uh, lose, lose to yeah. the fellas. And it, it's not like he's, like, not taking threes either. He averages, like, almost two a game when he plays. Yeah. And and the crazy part is, you want to hear this? Blake Griffin not only makes threes, but he makes threes against good teams. He has only made more than one three three times this season. <laughs> you, do you know those games, Sam? Philly, <laughs> Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and, and, and Phoenix. You weren't going to get the last one. Okay. All three of his multiple three-point games are against playoff teams. Like, he's not hitting multiple threes against the Pistons, not doing it against the Magic or the Hornets. He's like, oh, oh, we need some scoring today because the, these defenses are going to, are gonna, you know, step up. Bet. <laughs> Let me drain some threes in their face. Let me mock Doc Rivers after the game. Uh, Blake Griffin is, is the ultimate Celtic. He, he is I, – I don't even think there, there's a comparison. He's like if Taco Fall could play. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and then it's just, it's awesome. Taco Fall, who is still in the outro of our podcast, uh, of um, Mike Gorman talking about Taco, just because I think it's a funny is he? clip. Yeah, it's the outro. It's it's uh, Mike Gorman going, Taco, uh, ta- ta- Taco's getting some run out here. And then it's uh, Tommy Hudson going, that is bogus. Uh, I, just, I just clipped stuff together. I, I wanted to keep Tom, uh, Mike and Tommy in the intro and outro. So that's uh, not bad. I, I like that. <laughs> I'll never forget yeah, like man. that first game where Taco actually played. They put him in, and Brad was gassing up the crowd. I was there. It was. I it was, was there electric. too. We were both there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was awesome. Uh, oh man, Brad, Brad's the best, isn't he? He, he brought yeah. in all the fellas to play around the, the good players. You know, Love Brad. He, he's and a beast. I saw this tweet, and we can talk about it. Brad Stevens was a phenomenal head coach. He damn well might be a better GM. <laughs> yes, he, he really might he be. Is. He's a phenomenal team. And a lot of people, when they made the move, a lot of people ragging on him. I think there have been, there's only been one bad move he's made overall. I think signing Ennis Freedom a second time was a terrible mistake. <laughs> I think that, I, that was the only bad one. You think so? And, I think he's pretty good. You know, he gets a lot of offensive rebounds, <laughs> and I really just think he's getting blacklisted by the NBA. Stop it. Dennis Schroeder, I didn't like the trade, but it worked out because he got Tice back, and he's a good player. It just didn't fit well. But like Tice is fire. You want so to look at the other moves. Money. Signed Richardson, good move. Signed mm-hmm. Blake, good move. Signed an Signed extended down. Richardson so you could trade him, by the way. Bingo. Brought in, uh, uh, excuse me, Dilla Gallinari, vibes guy, looks nice. I mean, hopefully he's going to come Gallinari back. Gallinari looks lost every time he's on the bench. <laughs> I love <laughs> He him. looks like he's I seen a ghost. Traded for Al about two days into his tenure. Beast. Al, Al has been phenomenal for this team. Traded for Derek White. Amazing trade. Traded for Malcolm Brogdon robbery just highway robbery traded for mike muscala i I mean brad i don't think he's missed outside of that as freedom move i i feel like brad's been so successful because he coached the best players on this team and he coaches team that was at a very high point he he was at the helm when they were winning games they were in the eastern conference finals three times under him twice with tatum i mean he knows how to get the most out of his best players so he has done his job. He has worked to get pieces around them yeah. that he knows are going to work. He understands the game. He's, I mean, most people in the front office are going to understand the game. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but he understands this. He understands team the locker room, maybe better than anybody mm-hmm. on the planet because he's yes. been involved so heavily as the coach. He was involved as the players were growing and getting to the point where they're at now. And he yeah. understands what's necessary to help them be the best versions of themselves. And I think we see that. And that's why he is doing such an excellent job in the front office. That That's just what I feel. And I didn't even mention, got Robert Williams on one of the best contracts in the yeah. NBA. Brought Marcus Smart back on a good contract. A lot of people ripped into him for. That looks like a great deal. Like... Brad hasn't missed Sam Hauser on a great contract. Luke Cornett on a good contract, despite your feelings of him. A minimum is always good if a guy can play, right? Be interesting when uh, Grant's open and asking for the check. That's why I trust what him. I trust Brad. I tr- what I predict is he happen- going to turn his back on Grant Williams in a dramatic <laughs> fashion. He's going to sit Grant down. He's going to bring him into the office. And Grant's going to say, you know, I really think I should get like 18, 19, 20 million a year. 
and then Brad's just going to pull out the film of him dribbling the ball off his foot against Giannis <laughs> or uh, uh, mopping the floor or uh, I don't know. I can't See, think of all of them off the top of my head. He's done plenty to make you say, what the hell? Or, or Grant be- trying to bring the ball up and throwing it away like every yeah. single time he does it. Well, I ha- some of those aren't his fault. Some of those the player needs to keep running. Like that Hauser one, and I know it's the one you remember. Hauser stopped. Hauser's got to keep going to the corner there. Anyways, um, what I think will happen, if you want my prediction, we don't have to get too into this because we've talked about it a bunch. Um, I think Grant will ask for somewhere 18-20. I think Brad will counter with like 14-15. And I think Brad will probably cap out around 17-18 max. Uh, and if Grant can find an offer bigger than that, I think there'll probably be a sign and trade. If I have to guess, because as much as I think Grant can be worth $20 million in the right role and on the right team, I don't think the Celtics are that team. I don't think they should pay him $20 million for the role he's going to play unless they want to give him a bigger role, which I also think is an option. Like, let's say they eventually want to move Al Horford to the bench. You throw Grant in that starting role next to Rob, which I know some people don't like. Some people like blah, blah, blah. You know, it it's a probably about as good of an hour replacement as you can find in the NBA, considering there aren't many six eleven big men who can defend the perimeter and shoot. You teach threes, Ben right? Simmons how to shoot. You got yourself <laughs> one right there. Yeah. It's the next rec- reclamation project, but um, no, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know what the side and trade would be. Maybe it'd be like uh, miles Turner, but I don't love that fit next to Al, or I guess it's okay. Next to Rob, but he can't really defend the perimeter. See, I think, so like, well, he can't really defend the perimeter, which is very fair, but I think that's a decent Al Horford replacement. If, if you, uh, just, if you really want to go for it and that's what you're looking for is you'd have to play a guy that can block defense. shots, a guy that can defend the bigs down low, like an Embiid. Now in this, in this day and age, you're going to have to switch on the perimeter. And that's why you have people like me who say go bear socks, which is true because mm-hmm. he's, he's not effective in that kind of defense. But if you're looking to replace Al, that might not be a terrible option, especially if your hand is forced to where you have to give up Grant or pay him. Sure. And if you really don't want to pay Grant, that's not a terrible option to bring back. Around the league, sure. there's probably not that many players that are going to well, be as helpful as Grant could be to you, but who knows? I mean, we can do that's not a terrible option. What does Turner shoot from three this year? It's going to be close to 39, 40% from the last I heard. Uh, let me take a look quick. Monster he, he's been decent. He blocks a lot of shots. Yeah, like that's not bad. He averages he's no grand. And, and Grant does and shoot the hell out of the ball. 17 and a half, eight rebounds, and 2.3 blocks a game on good. He's having a career year. He's having a great year. But um looking at I know Keith Smith, friend of the show, put out a, an article recently about um contracts about like who's going to have cap space this summer and i'm googling keith smith's spot track oh it's all the worst teams it's like all the teams that you know are just going to throw money because they have to like houston uh i believe detroit's there the pacers i want to look at like what sort of sign and trade you could be looking at though is what what i'm doing i'm trying to find the list but when i search keith smith spot track i find the the falcons football player from the 2000s (laughs) and so i can't I can't find Keith's work. Uh, one second. Keith Smith, Spa Track, NBA salary. I'm like fumbling here. No, it's just... As you work at that, I'll circle back to Ben Simmons real quick because we just mentioned him. How great is it is that Jack Vaughn has like had enough of Ben Simmons? He's <laughs> have you seen the quote? Like he's like, if you if you play him off the ball, he can't shoot. And if you he's play, if you give him the ball, like the whole defense sags off and it gets easier to cover the rest of the team. Like he's had enough of Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's better Fultz or Simmons, which Sixers number one overall pick Ooh, is better right right now. Who would you rather have? Are we including like contracts or just like without contracts with with the contract? I think <laughs> with the contract contracts, is an important por- uh, part of this with contracts false, but if I'm you're asking who I think he's good, but if you're asking me who the better player is without the contract, I'd probably still say Simmons. I, I think Simmons <clears throat> is a good player, but the only issue with him is you have to put him in a very specific situation True. where he can have the ball in his hands a lot and he has shooters around him. And I, I think in hindsight, he had that in Brooklyn, but I don't think he had it because I don't think he could have the ball as much as he might need if that when you have guys that can create as well as durant and irving you can't it's like westbrook it's like russ the ball i think it's like russ i I think i think ben simmons is a a better worse shooting russell westbrook if that makes sense you see gilbert arena said uh westbrook would be very helpful if he was on the celtics 
Yeah, that's bogus. How about that? Westbrook would be awful. You know how much uh, the Celtics really could use another guard, though. Is that sarcasm? I hope that's sarcasm. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm like, what are we doing here? No, Westbrook would not be good on the Celtics. I I think Westbrook can be successful in certain situations. I think he'd be okay in Miami. I think he'd be all right in L.A. I think he'd be good on the Wizards. The streets are saying people don't think he's fit for heat culture. I saw that today. I don't know if the heat have room to, to bargain. I think the Heat might get Kevin Love, though. I think that'd be good screwed. for them. Heat, heat are <laughs> up the creek without a paddle. They're paying Kyle Lowry a bunch of money. Jimmy Butler's a great player, but he's making a real lot of money. Mm. And Hero and Bam. Your money is tied up in Hero and Bam, who are gro- both like decent players, and Bam's an excellent player. But in terms of players that are getting you across the finish line, they don't really have any right now. So that's mm. why they continuously are inconsistent. And they're in close games Fair. all the time, and they're winning like about half. Yeah. Uh, I did find the list. Uh, we don't have to spend 10 time on it. Like you said, it's a, a mostly bad teams. The Jazz, maybe you get like Kelly Olenek and, and someone else back for, for, for Grant. Like, not great, but it's fine. Uh, <clears throat> the Rockets, if they wanted to pay him, there's really not much there. You could ask for back because they traded Eric Gordon. The Pacers is like a Miles Turner thing, though. They'd probably want to pair him with Miles Turner. So you'd probably be looking at like a Buddy Heald, which is like not very interesting, or, or like a Tyson McConnell, which excuse me again not very interesting can't get rid of this guy tice dude he just yeah. keeps coming back there's the magic if they wanted to pay him you could try to get back like uh, i don't even know like th- there's just not much there, there's not much among the teams with cap space that would be worth it and you, you could do a sign and trade with a team that you know doesn't have cap space like let's say the the heat wanted to sign him and you want to do a sign and trade like take back i don't know duncan robinson's Man. contract oh. and have them like well obviously the heat would have to give you more than duncan <laughs> robinson because that contract's terrible yeah bam but like <clears throat> let's say the heat did oh i don't know a sign and trade they gave you duncan robinson uh, a first round pick and caleb martin right if you're losing grant anyways and he wants to leave getting some sort of return back wouldn't be the end of the world but like i said I-, I think grant will end up staying in boston probably around a figure of like 16 17 mil um, but if he does leave I assume there'll be a sign and trade or your favorite thing in the world, Sam. TP. So we can just Another sit and talk TP. about guys that they won't trade yes, Isn't that content. the best? Like they, so Gordon Hayward left two years ago this yeah. summer. No. Yes. Three. No. Three years ago this summer. Yes. Because of COVID. So technically yeah. three. this is the third season they haven't had Hayward. So they had a big, huge TP and they got Fournier and then Fournier left and they got another TP. And then they brought in Derek White through the TP. No, that was part they, of it. They didn't or they just let that go TP. to nothing. They let the Fournier TP go because they traded for Brogdon without it. And then they're like, okay, we don't need it. Which you it? could argue was a mistake, but at that point, it's fine. Who cares? I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care. I don't want to hear TP anymore. I'm sick of it. It's free content, baby. Free content machine. I love it. It's love just it. never enough to where you can get anything worth it. Because the whole point well, of the TP the 17 is mil like, was. What did you say? The Fournier one was. 17 mil? That's a good contract. Well, here's the thing. You're not getting any player for 17 mil that's making that money that's any good for using a TPE. The whole point of the TPE is you can put money into it without sending somebody back. Well, yeah, but like because if you're saying you don't like, have to match the salary. But if yeah, you're but getting like, somebody that they're willing to give up for like a second round pick, for that's making that much money, they're obviously not that good. Well, not necessarily though. You can trade like Pritchard and a few firsts, right? Like, like you're telling me if the Raptors wanted to get rid of OG Ananobi, you had the Fournier uh, trade exception. I don't even know if he fits it, but let's say he did for the sake of the argument. You could trade Grant Pritchard and three firsts for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like without having to get up all the way. So you could just trade a couple of the players, fit them into the TPE, and then send picks. Okay, I didn't know how it worked with the outgoing salaries you can send anything back right it the point is you don't have to match the salary you can just bring you know it's okay. like when the celtics traded for evan fournier they gave up two first but they also gave up jeff teague if you remember so like they didn't have to match the salary they just shipped out a player celtics legend jeff teague by the way beast both of them Ugh. what a season Yikes. that was it, if the celtics end up having like a great run with the the core they have that'll always be a season that's just like real funny like you can't believe it happened. right you're right. Out of nowhere. All right. Uh, what do we have next? We talked Bucks. We talked Pistons. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Joe Mazzula, briefly. Yes. I mean, there's not much to discuss, but officially the well, head coach can, of the Boston we Celtics. We can get into it. Yeah, if it, finally. That's about it. I mean, it's, uh, it's really weird yeah. because when you write about the Celtics, you have to say, in, well, not anymore, but you had to say interim head coach because that was technically what he was. Mm. And uh, 
I mean, you knew Udoka wasn't coming back. Yeah. I mean, no, he's definitely his, not. Now, you know what's really irritating me is the people that are, like, taking his side. Yeah, that that's gross. Like, that's you know gross. who's doing that is uh, Neil Long. <laughs> yeah. <I don't laughs> who arguably is the, the biggest victim. She's, like... I don't understand why she's placing blame on the Celtics. Like <laughs> I've seen a lot of people and I understand being frustrated that your business got out and that it was not handled privately, but like there wasn't really, you know, much left to the Celtics to do. Right. <clears throat> Cause like, I, I don't think the Celtics leaked it to Woj and Shams. Right. Cause like the reporting got out, they reported it. And then what do you want the Celtics to do? Nothing like say nothing about it. No, they made a statement. Brad Stevens was clearly very upset about what happened. Yeah. He was um, not thrilled. No. And I, I think they like Neil Long's getting mad that they said a lot of stuff. I'm pretty sure they said as little as they possibly could. Yeah. Cause we so still don't know don't, what happened. No, we don't. And I, I mean, I'll I don't tell care. you what, I, hope... I know, I know what you're about to say, but the documentary, whenever it comes out, is going to be fire. <laughs> like whenever because there is going to become a time where like enough time has passed and somebody's gonna make a doc on it and it's gonna be so good because I'll you're watch. gonna finally learn what people knew what they didn't know yeah who knew what what actually happened like we don't know what happened we have to assume the worst because if you don't and you talk about it then you look real bad when it comes out but seriously like it's definitely an interesting story it was a huge news break when it came out None of us expected. We were just all hanging out. It was September. It was a couple weeks before the season started. We were all getting excited. And then that bomb dropped. And we were like, what the hell? Thank God for Missoula, who has stepped up and did an excellent job on no notice. Great job, Missoula. Now, you can argue, what does he really have to do? Which is true. All he has to do is not See, be terrible. And my thing is pretty good. My thing is, Missoula was put in an absolutely lose-lose situation. Right? Because... If he comes in and does a bad job, it's his fault, right? Because because the Celtics were good last year, and mm-hmm. he is the one difference, and so they're bad. But if he comes in and they do good, then everyone's just going to say, oh, that's just because they were good last year. He didn't do anything, right? Like, there there was no winning for Joe Mazzulla, and he has done a good job, right? Like, he has done, at, like, as good as he could possibly do. Sure. Are there complaints? Sure. Should he call a few more timeouts? Sure. Were there complaints with Joe Mazzulla that no one remembers because they made the final, so all is good? Absolutely, there were complaints with Joe Mazzulla. Like, let's not sit here and act like uh, Ime, or excuse me, Ime Udoka was perfect, right? Like, people didn't like, he didn't play Pritchard, right? His rotations were really tight. He cut Grant out of the rotation at the start of last year, right? Like, he, he had some things that people were upset about, but since he made the finals, all was good. And so let's not act like, we need Udoka back. We need this. Joe Mazzulla stinks. Shut, shut up. Stop that. It, it's just, I, I hate, and I know you do too. I hate the blame the coach angle. It, it, it is, is the lazy. laziest take. It is lazy. the worst. Joe Mazzula has done a great job. He is admittedly not the most, you know, engaging person at the post game podium. He, oh, I think he it makes gives, him funny. It is funny, but he gives you the three word answers and uh, <laughs> that's all he gives you. Um, so. No, no. You know, I, I'm glad for him. I'm happy. I do miss Yudoka because Yudoka was fire. Like a lot of he the things he was doing was him. so fire. He was like, "All right, you guys need to stop playing like a bunch of bitches," and then they go out there and yeah, win. Yeah. It was like the best. And he would like come out and just rip him in the media. Like he didn't care. Mm-hmm. It's too bad, you know. He, too bad he's an he, asshole. He can't do that. <laughs> too bad he's a creep. Yeah. What are you uh, gonna do? But uh, as far as the Neil Long stuff, I hope she's, you know. Uh, moves on and is okay. I feel bad her business got out there, but I, I don't understand the, the placing blame on the Celtics part. But anyways, uh, Joe Mazzullo, the official head coach of the Celtics. Congratulations to Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, you have See, it is It truly is a lose-lose because his uh, us talking about him becoming the coach just is not about him. <laughs> it goes yeah, right back to him. <laughs> it is not. T- it's a tough spot for Mazzullo, but oh, you know, man. shout out to him. The, the players clearly like him. Youngest coach. Rhode in the Islander. Good for him. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Wick on WEI saying that the Celtics are going to fill the final roster spot. We don't have to dive too deep into other stuff because we talked about buyout options forever. Will Barton is still out there potentially. You had a couple guys in Maine. Denzel Valentine, Tony Snell could be it. They could, you know, steal somebody we've never heard of, like a Matt Ryan from last year who turned out pretty good um, first time there. What's Nick the rule? We'll see. <clears throat> what do you mean? For So how, how long can they wait to do this? Uh, I know March 1st is the date where the guy needs to be bought out by to play in the playoffs. But how late can they add the player? Do you know? I 
I don't know. I think they can sign anybody in any season. They just have to be waived by March 1st. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. Don't quote That's me. That's interesting. <clears throat> Definitely interesting. Now, I know they don't need another guard, but would you be interested in a guard that can play up because of his scrappiness? <laughs> I'd be interested in a guard that's going to be one of the fellas. So do, do you think the man I am implying would be one of the fellas? Pat do you Bev? think that Mr. Photographer would be one of the fellas? I would take that, Pat Bev. I think Pat Bev's fire. I think we he's texted awesome. him before the show. This is not the yes. person I was talking about. But Pat Bev, I was doing an article for Heavy, and I'm looking for a picture of Pat Bev, and I'm going through, and it's just all of like the dumb things he's done. Like there's the, him like giving Chris Paul the too little when they're out down twenty to the Suns. There was mm. him uh, hitting his wrist and saying the watch isn't working when they beat Portland and, and Damian Lillard. I mean Pat Bev is the man, and people that hate on Pat Bev, I don't get it. The guy's objectively pretty funny, and he's, he's well, pretty he's great. done he some hard. He's done some dirty things, but he he's yeah. What do you? He just. <laughs> but I, I I was asking when they have to make the move by because, you know, like, l- let's compare this to going to the prom, right? Like a- after y- y- the closer you get to the prom, the the lower the standards get, right? Uh, you, you might you might just want to go with. Something. Is this is this once again, bring back Isaiah Thomas, bring him in, put him on the end <laughs> of the bench, stick him there, get the people going. Not that they need any more fuel, but. Having Isaiah Thomas on the team would be good vibes. It would be real cool. I understand that they have a million guards, and that's one reason I really don't super-duper push for it, and I don't really think it's going to happen. I really thought it was going to happen last year when they were playing bad, and, mm. and before they turned the season around, I thought they were going to add him, and they didn't end up having to. I'm interested, to see, interested to see if he ends up anywhere because he, he's still working. Anywhere. I would love to see him on the end of the bench. Don't care if he plays. think he deserves to be a part of it. If If – if they don't find anybody really useful to fill that spot. I understand the notion of bringing in a young guy that you can develop it now. Hauser Cornet, who's not super young, um, different guys there, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. I, I, if I could pick, that's what I would want. I think it's a good story. Yeah, I just think they story. should get a wing. I, I, they need a wing and I know the wing is not going to play a ton, but just like having somebody to I know play, if you get that and it works for you, then that's fine. I'm not going to complain, but if you end up, Will Barton gets bought out and he goes and signs with mm-hmm. not the Celtics. Well, like, I think like, like Snell everybody and else has. I think Snell um, and Valentine are probably your top guys. In my opinion, I guess Valentine's played well for Maine from every account that I've seen, you know, he's, he's done a good job. So I guess he probably half deserves it. Oh man, mm-hmm. you bring Isaiah Thomas in. That is a crazy story. It might be bad, might be a distraction. <laughs> I can see that angle too. I can see it taking away from the guys that are there now. Well, It'll be people wanting him like Taco. It'll be there's going to be some sappiness too if it happens. But I think it's something that needs to happen. I, I just well, I think it is. Um, Tony Snell shooting forty six percent from three up in Maine. So maybe maybe bring that in. Get a guy you can shoot a little three bit. point shooting, which. <clears throat> I believe does translate somewhat well from the G League to the NBA. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know exactly, but I know just from writing about Hauser before the season that he had a good year shooting up in Maine. He did. And it's translated. Now that's one example. There could be plenty that guys just come up and suck, but I, mean, I, well, I think you know how to shoot on any rim as long as it's ten feet. So Snell's always been a good three point shooter though. Like he shot you know, 35% total last year with the Blazers and Pelicans. He shot 56% the year before, 40%, 39, 40, 40. So like he's always been a good shooter. So having that at the end of the match, I think is useful. Like, excuse me, especially with his size, like he's not huge, but like six, six wing, you know, uh, you know, typical wing, having somebody to play behind Tatum and Brown would be useful. So I I think it'd be good. Anyways, uh, we have all-star weekend coming up. Very quickly this weekend. I mean, you guys are hearing this on Saturday. So uh, tonight Mm -hmm. is the skills challenge, right? And the three point and the dunk and everything. Saturday. Yes. So when they're hearing this tomorrow. Yep. You'll be looking forward to that. The rising stars will have already happened. This rising stars tonight have already happened. Yes. So that's night. Okay. You know, so we can talk about the three point contest. Do you care at all? (laughs) Uh, I think it's cool that Tatum's in it. I don't think Tatum's going to win. Who do you think is going to win? Can you can you uh give me the yeah. actually you know what we'll we'll have a little bit of fun with this. I'll open up the sports book and look myself to see if there mm. are odds. 
because I want to see who's favored, who's not. I lean not knowing who's in it. I lean that whoever does win will be one of those catch and shoot guys. That's usually the the way it goes. I know Lillard's I have in my it. Pick. I know Tyler Hero's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Buddy Heels in it. Yep, he's in it. They put Julius Randle in it. Did you know that? <laughs> Which yeah, is I just did. like he, he ain't winning. <laughs> that's obscene. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, my pick. You know, what would be really cool is if uh, the sports can at this at all. Let me let, they don't let me have just the read odds. you. Can, let me just let me just read it. I have the odds for you. Rhode Island right. Sportsbook, not very good. <laughs> I have DraftKings. Uh, Damian Lillard and Buddy Heald tied for favorites at four twenty-five apiece. I like Heald. Mm-hmm. So far, Jason Tatum at plus five hundred is third. He ain't winning. My favorite to win at plus five fifty, Kevin Herter. That's my favorite. I think that's the type of guy that's gonna win. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that's a. I might even put. Well, you know what? I can't because the uh, Rhode Island Sportsbook <laughs> doesn't have odds on this. But Hero is also at. Here is also at 550. Halliburton is at plus 600. I don't think that jump shot's hey, winning. I think he's a good shooter, but he's too slow. Uh, Markinen plus 650, and then Randall down there and last at plus 700. There you if go. he didn't get invited, it's okay. But Hauser's lame as hell for not doing this if he was asked. Uh yeah, I don't. I don't think this is like he, the one thing you're good at. I can't imagine he, he didn't go. Like, uh, or excuse me, he was asked. Like, if he was asked, I bet he'd do it. Like, I see a lot of people upset that they did. They should just take the top eight shooters of the season right like am i crazy for that like go to basketball reference let's see basketball (laughs) reference nba league leaders right (laughs) screw stars screw all that take the best shooters of the season weed out all the you know oh he's only taken three shots and he's made two of them no right take who qualifies top eight shooters of the season let's see malcolm brogdon Best shooter of the season. He should be in it. Isaiah Joe. He's in it. Contavious Cowell Pope. Luke Kennard. Damian Lee. Steph Curry. Desmond Bain. Buddy Heald. If one of them says no, go right down the list and pick the next one. That, like, that's all you got to do. That right? should be somewhat of how it goes. <laughs> and I know it's, and I know you're not having, you know, uh, uh, you know, Jason Tatum's not in it. Julius Randle's not in it. Julius Randle, by the way, absolutely bogus why the hell was he the replacement for anthony simons he's shooting 33.8 percent from three this season that's absurd but like and that way nobody can complain that they're not in it you want to know why you're not in it because you weren't the top eight that's why homie so yeah i I think that's how they should do it but i i think the all-star saturday night has fallen off i know it's for kids the the whole weekend's kind of for kids or or like people that are really really into this stuff i don't think a lot of adults are super into the all-star weekend. Like it's, it's a cool event. Like it'd be cool to go to, but besides that, like I'm not interested in really watching it on TV anymore. Sure. I think the best event is the shooting stars. I think that's the most fun. I don't know why I, I just always like that one. Uh, dunk contest sucks. Nobody wants to do are it. Are they doing shooting stars again? They got rid of it, right? Are they shooting star? I don't think they've done. I think they combined it with the years. skills challenge actually. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're doing the three people, right? They do I, the see. I like the skills challenge. I think that one's the most fun. That, well, that they, they, it's not is a lot of fun. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not individual anymore. It's like group. I think that's you the know, most right? fun one. Do you know who the groups are? It's uh, it's Giannis and guys that aren't Giannis. It's uh, Utah has a team because they're the host city, and, and then, then I believe there's a rookie team. Rookies, yeah. Which is, oh god, what is it? Uh, NBA skills challenge participants. <clears throat> I think it's Bancaro, Jaden Ivy. Excuse me, and um, yeah, Bancaro, Jaden Ivy, and Jabari Smith. Which is cool. So, that stuff is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is the best event. It would be cool if they had more teams and like really made it a thing. I, the dunk contest sucks. They need to get rid of it. I and it's a staple and they'll never get rid of it, but they should really should do like horse or something cool mm-hmm. because that'd be super cool. It'd be cool if they did horse, it'd be different. I think they should rotate out the honest, the Anthony Cooper brothers, unless they won last year. Like, bring back the winner and then do home Cleveland team and rookies. <clears throat> yeah, so like, there's no point. Do like switch it up, do the holiday brothers, bring Drew and his brothers, they can do it. Do 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 the the balls. You gotta bring, bring the ball, Leandro. brothers. If you didn't say yeah. it, I was gonna say it. And you 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 give LeVar a mic and you let him go nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, rotate that spot too. But uh, yeah, so you're not a fan of the slam dunk contest, I take it? It's just it? lame. Nobody wants to do it. Do you know who's like in they it? They had Mac McClung it? in it, and he's in the G League. They didn't have Shane not anymore. Sharp do it. Well, he got easy two way. Not anymore. <laughs> I wonder if they made him do that. Maybe. I, I but, wonder um, if I wonder if they made them do that. They can't. I, I, I feel like they might have. Do you know 
who else is in it? Do you know the the four uh, band? Jericho Sims is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took Shaden Sharp out. He's hurt. Yeah, he's he's hurt. With or he just didn't want to do it. One or the other. McClung, Jeremos, Jericho Sims. Excuse me. Uh, I don't know the rest. Kenyon Martin Jr. and Trey Murphy the third. See that stuff so late. <clears throat> well, I understand. And it's because no one wants to do it because it's because of the injury risk. Trey Murphy can dunk. I'm excited to see that dude dunk. He he I, I saw him like testing stuff out. He made a layup, took the ball from under the hoop after the layup and dunked it. <clears throat> That's wild. But um the current favorite is Mac McClung. Or or make the dunk contest a game of horse. Like make those guys like play horse sure. instead of like like I don't know, sure. do something different. McClung's at plus one twenty five, Sims plus two forty, Martin Jr. plus two fifty, and Trey Murphy's last at plus three thirty. I don't know. We'll see. It'll probably be lame. And it's only lame because like there's nothing new to do, right? You just do the same stuff. True. So big, big part of it. You want to talk about lame? How about Silver saying, uh, "Hey, we're not gonna. Yes, <laughs> we're, we're gonna not gonna have uh, the reserves be picked last because we don't want somebody to be known as the last pick." To which everyone just said, "Everybody's just gonna know that the last reserve is just the last pick." Yeah, right. Like, what, like it doesn't just, matter. Yeah. Also, they, also, they know these are. The, these are adults like stop <laughs> like what, what are we doing these are adults with more money than god like i'm sorry i don't really care no. if his feelings get hurt it's it's for the ratings and and let's be real adam silver the whole point of having them pick for the game is so we could see their face when they were the last pick yeah like this is the whole reason stop. well now Lori markin's getting picked last because he's a starter <laughs> I thought he was going to get picked last if he was a reserve. So dude yeah. just got screwed twice. Yeah, he he was like, "Oh wow, I escaped it." And then they were like, "Actually, no." <laughs> they yeah, oh, like it, it's the I think you should leave where he's wearing the hat and I think he, uh he thought he was in the clear. I think Siakam, Julius Randle or Halliburton is going to be last pick, one of those three. It won't <laughs> be Halliburton, he's too nasty. That's my guess. Well, he's new though, and it's like Giannis. Doesn't and matter. LeBron. Guy's nasty. He's nasty. They know he can play. <laughs> I think it'll be Randall or Siakam then. Yeah, it will be. I think that's my bet. Or Drew Holiday. No, because Giannis is there. Giannis is Giannis gonna, gonna pick him. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, I think that about does it. Do you want to do a few cards and then jump on out of here? Yeah, we can do that. <clears throat> Let's run it up. Uh, actually, I did have one more thing. We can do it now. I was gonna save it, but why not? Yeah, do it. I, I was talking with. Uh, my buddy Bobby Kravitsky of Sports Illustrated. Who is the fourth best player on the Celtics this year? Right now? Mm-hmm. Well, who's third? Let me get that out of the way. I'm pretty sure we can agree it's the Jays and Rob. I think are the best players. I may be the third best player right now. I think right now, yes, but like overall. And I think Derek White has been creeping up, and that's why I ask. Yeah, it's Derek White. <clears throat> which is crazy, right? He's nasty. And a big part of that is because Marcus has been hurt, but still. And I'll say this, and I'm going to get slandered, and I'm just going to get killed. The second most impactful player on the Celtics this season, Derek White. Impactful. I think that's best. recency bias. I Hey, I would have told you which this a long fair. time ago, I mean, too. He's been nasty. No, no, no. I've been saying this. I would you have, have you been, this. but. <clears throat> Who is second on the team in plus minus? Because it's not Jalen and it's not close. Like well, let's let's talk. Let me let me take a look here. Let's let's take a look at that. Doesn't mean Jalen hasn't and Derek White has done this as well, but hasn't taken over games. You know he has. He absolutely has. But I think like overall plus minus this season. <coughs> excuse me. Look at totals, not uh, over uh, per game. Jason Tatum is fourth. Derek White is sixth. Where's Jalen Brown? Would we like to guess? Plus minus overall on the team in the NBA. In the NBA, Tatum probably is, like fourth, thirty White's something. Thirty first. Look at you go. What is he on the team? Mm, probably sixth or seventh. Fifth. Yeah, Fifth on close. the team. Like he's a good player. He's a great player. He's an All Star. He's an All NBA player. Impact this season. Derek White might have the edge. And this, like you said, maybe it's recency bias. I don't know. I think there is some recency bias, and it doesn't help that Jalen hasn't been playing. But, and I'm not saying with all that best. being said, Derek White has been fantastic. And there, yes. there's no no harm in saying he's been. He's been playing like an all-star for the past couple weeks. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, that was recency bias. Maybe it's just me being crazy. But let's do some cards. All right. Let's do some cards. Let me pull up the standings so we know how far behind I am. 
Uh, I believe we're up around 80 point swing. Chat, what should we do when we run out of cards? <laughs> yeah, give us some ideas. He said, what should we do when we run out of cards for those that couldn't understand him? <laughs> the score is 197 to 116. I'm saying them has a chance to break 200 today. Oh, <clears throat> let's see. First card of the day. <laughs> Named USA Basketball Male Athlete of the Year in 1982. <clears throat> I'm going to swing. <laughs> I'm going to swing. I'm going to be a degenerate. All right, I'll get out of the chat. I'm not in the chat. But Are you out? Yeah, I'm not in it. I'll be a degenerate. 1982. All right. Played 14 seasons after being drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. I'm wrong. I'm a degenerate. God damn it. Okay, shoot. Shoot. 14 uh, seasons drafted by the Hawks. I'm going to guess, and I'm going to say Doc I Rivers. mean, I, I already go. Uh, it is Doc Rivers. I guess Larry Bird because I was just like, you know what? Let's just it, basketball player. Of the I year. wanted to guess Bird, but I didn't think that would be the hint. And also, back in that time, guys playing for USA were amateurs. So in 1982, he would not have been playing for USA. Well, it was it was just USA basketball male athlete of the year. So I didn't think. Oh, sorry, I have to post an article. I, I didn't think it was like I thought it was like one Sports Illustrated named Steph Curry the best player of the year. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was just oh, like a okay. generic award. Excuse me. So we mean knowing stuff. What I was thinking of Doc Rivers. Bang! Break two hundred. Bang! I'm pissed. Oh yeah, you I bet, four, I bet right? Chat didn't know it was Doc Rivers. <laughs> well, Hawks. I feel like Hawks is a good indicator. I just I wanted to post the thinking coach. I <laughs> yeah, thought my, outside my, the box. My goal is no longer to beat you. My goal is simply beat you on a single card. <clears throat> there's, there's. I have, I have no chance of catching up unless. Can I have double points from now on? <laughs> Thoughts? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, cool. Fire, fire, fire. Okay, Jack has a chance again. The the life is back. Um, I still want to beat you on a card, but uh, I, I now have a little bit of a chance. All right, next card. All right, here we go. Born in Oakland, California, and selected by the Celtics in the 1988 NBA draft. And Jack is screwed. I have nothing. Uh, I, I, I don't know. know. All right. I don't know. What that next one. one. Had his number 22 retired by the UC Santa Barbara Guachos. Guachos? Guachos? I don't know. I do not uh, know. I don't know. 22? No, I don't know. All right. Uh, I have a guess, but I'm not sure. Three points. Set an NBA record in 1993 when he made 10 three-pointers in a single game. Oh, my God. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh... Don't know. I don't know. Two <laughs> points. Guard who started his career with the Celtics, ended it with the Lakers, and played for five teams in between. I know who it is, and I'm actually really mad. I thought about guessing this when uh, on the draft one. Like if I my gun was to my head, I would have guessed this, and I'm so mad. I don't know. Uh, oh, won three straight titles from 2000. Is it Rick Fox? No, no it's Brian Shaw. <clears throat> it is Brian Shaw. I'm pretty sure we've had oh, Rick mad. Fox, but we already had Rick Fox, and I got that one like extremely early when we had it. Yeah, unfortunate. All right. Uh, I'm like double doing stuff and like posting an article and reading. <clears throat> but third card, you ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm so mad I didn't get that. <laughs> Next one. 13 time All Star and six time NBA champion who was named NBA MVP in 57. Oof. <clears throat> I don't know. Can you repeat? I feel like I should know. 13 time All Star, six time champ. MVP in 1957. Yeah, okay, I'm guessing. Um, oh, I, I definitely should know this, but I can't remember. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I don't think it's Tommy. I don't think it's Bill. I think it's... I don't know. I don't know. How does Jersey retired by the Holy Cross Crusaders and the Celtics? Is it Tommy? Am I crazy? No. I guess. Yeah, I'll guess Tommy. I don't think it's it Bob is. Bob Cousy. I, no. Didn't we have Bob Cousy? Am I crazy? See, that was the only hesitation I had on that. But I was like, he's like the only guy that's won an MVP in the 50s. And he didn't play Brutal. in all the Russell Championship teams. He retired, so. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I think we did have Koozie because I remember guessing Heinton when I saw Holy Cross and then I was wrong because it was Koozie. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Um, damn. I'm very annoyed because <laughs> I, I need points. I'm getting double here and I'm still I'm still failing. You're still losing. Um. Anyways, next. Yeah. Alrighty. Named NBA All-Star team in 12, excuse me, named to the All-Star team 12 times in his 13 seasons. Oh, Jesus. I There's like a million anything. guys this could be. 
Yeah, should we go to the next? I yeah. <clears throat> Co-author of the 2009 memoir, When the Game Was Ours. Hey, I don't think I've heard of that. When the Game Was Ours. I thought that was a baseball book. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> next? Yeah. All right. Third. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, nope. I'm uh, going back. I know what the book is. <laughs> All right. Sam, you have go for four points here. Third player in NBA history to be named MVP in three consecutive seasons. Oh, is it just Larry? Yeah, it's Larry. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I, get I six knew points, right? I knew I had heard of the book, and then it clicked for me what the book was. The cover, the book's gold, and him and Magic are on the cover. Uh okay. Uh, I'm giving myself double points for that because uh, I need it, and that so was that was our fourth one, right? Six. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> get wrecked all right <laughs> let me just double check i'm posting something quick yep and that's why we check because i had a typo mm -hmm. give me a second pod give me a second chat even though there's no chat all right we are good we are posting uh and i'm going to the next card you ready yeah <clears throat> last card of the day i have a brutal tickle in my throat and it's killing me all podcast <clears throat> i can't shake it all, all right, right last week. card Selected by the New York Knicks with the 19th pick in the 1996 NBA draft. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't get nothing. I don't. I don't know off the top of my head. Should no. I go next? Yeah, yeah. 96. Won, won the 96 championship with Rick Pitino's Kentucky Wildcats. This is past. I, I, I'm. I'm. I know who it is. God damn it. Three points for me. Played Mance in the 1998 Spike Lee film, He Got Game. Haven't seen it, so I don't know. Played for the Celtics from 97 to 2005 and returned to Boston as an assistant coach from 03 to 2018. <clears throat> this should absolutely give it away. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, head coach at Evansville, Purple Aces. Yeah, this isn't going to tell me. Walter McCarty. Walter. What'd you get? Four points? Yeah, four. Brutal. So I got doubled tonight. And I still did worse than you. That's crazy. You know why I knew that is because uh, when we did the Jeopardy, and my the answer to my question was Antoine Walker <laughs> and Rick Pitino, and then they guessed Walter, and I was like, oh man. So that's how I knew. It's also correct. Unfortunate. All right. Well, another L for Jack today. No one's surprised. Even but... with the double points. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you guys for listening as usual my one plug is going to be subscribe to us on youtube at how about themselves go check it out we'd greatly appreciate it uh i'm gonna go play some hogwarts today and that's gonna be my plan great game check it out if you haven't but anyways go ahead Sam. plugs the game well they're not paying us uh someone that would pay us if you use the code SeatGeek. use promo code hbtc to save yourself 20 dollars on your first purchase tell them we sent you let us help you go see what you want to see and with that, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. How about them Celtics podcast? We're excellent. We're climbing. We're at 281 yes, subscribers. We've been doing climbing. well lately. A lot of likes on the videos, comments. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. If you're not watching, that's fine. Make sure you follow us on whatever service it is you're listening to us on. You can leave us a nice rating. Say we're handsome. Whatever it is you <laughs> want to say. Um, as far as social media goes, at How About Them Sees, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, we're there on all platforms. You can keep yourself up to date with any upcoming streams or events with us. And you can get the pregame streams right in your face on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, you can follow Jack at Jackson NBA. He's doing all kinds of good work at Celtics Blog, at Heavy. You can follow me. I've been tweeting up a storm, been doing pretty good. Had some good go. tweets lately at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.